today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, uh, the president, CEO, and big cheese patty of Vacuman, who sponsored this fine program, uh, is with us once again. Hope you're having a great week, Adam, and happy St. Patty's Day to you. Well, the same to you, Bill. It's funny, in Facebook, it came up uh, in my history, I think it was seven years ago. I was dressed in my my leprechaun outfit, and we did the show yep. in the studio. And uh, it was it was like social media speaking out loud, reminding that this is, I think it's been six years since St. Patrick's Day fell on a Friday. And, uh, and here we are again, Bill. I mean, repeating uh, history all over again. Uh, and well, and of course you dress for the occasion. I mean, at Christmas time, you, you, you with a red suit, and it's not a Santa suit, by the way. It's a red suit, uh, a nicely tailored right. suit, but it's bright red. And you've got similarly a very nicely tailored suit that is well Kelly Green almost, if I could use that phrase. Uh, so good on you. You really you get into the spirit of things, don't you? I really do. I like to. I like to dress the part, live the live the moment. That's that's my that's my way. Uh, you Listen, know, I gotta, I gotta kind of ask like you something. Getting into the in the whole living life thing, you know, like I like to take it to the next level. Well, and you've done that all your life. So that's always fun. Uh, vacuum of course, I know this is, well, I was going to say it's a busy time of year for they, anytime you, you're in a business like this, where we're talking about uh, furnaces and vacuum uh, situations. And of course, uh, air ducts and a number of different initiatives here uh, that, that we're talking about. Uh, it's always busy because we need to keep those clean. But I, I had a friend who's listening to the show and listens to us all the time on tech talk here and heard you talking about, uh, about duct cleaning and about doing the, the dryer vents, et cetera. But they said, well, how often should I get that done? I mean, you know, is this an annual thing? Should I get it done every five years? What's, what's, is there a norm here for you? Yeah, no, good question. It, it's normally three to five years. You can probably go up to seven unless you have a renovation in your home. But yeah. uh, if you're susceptible to like allergies or or you have like uh, conditions that, you know, your air quality inside the home, especially now with, you know, indoor air pollution being the, the key word, um, uh, you know, every three to five years is when you should probably look at having it done. And again, after renovations. But if you do have uh, allergies and, you know, you don't need to do it every year, what you can do is get, it's called media filter. And it's it's like a fiberish uh, filter that goes inside your registers. And what it does is it allows to stop any of uh, loose debris that may be your air system um, from getting into the house itself. So uh, it's available at most retail stores. If you have any questions, you can call us at Vacuman or visit the website, but you get little uh, filter paper and it goes inside your registers, allows the air to go in. You don't restrict any airflow, uh, but it blocks a lot of those microbes that you may have allergies or you may, especially now that spring's coming, Bill, uh, a lot of the pollen and otherwise may get into the home and you might notice your eyes, you, you got a little stuffy nose. Uh, those may be allergies, may not be COVID or a cold, uh, use uh, uh, media pay, uh, media filter and it, it goes in the registers and, and it can help block with that and assist in that in that time. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you were mentioning people with allergies. Who doesn't have allergies these days? It's just I, I don't know if they're more prevalent now or just that we have a better way of diagnosing or whatever. Uh, but you're right, we're heading into the silly season. And I'm impacted by that every year, too. I don't know what it is, uh, but something that blooms, I think it's usually in the, the first week of, of May. And I, I'm just nuts crazy. I and mean, it's gone after about seven days. I'm fine for the rest of the summer. But uh, having the, the ducks clean, of course, is a big part of that. Another thing I wanted to ask you, because I get questions about this all the time, because, hey, you know, he's the furnace guy. He's the expert guy. Uh, they said, how come yeah. it's cold in, in this room of the house? This room, you said the ducts. And, and I know that you said this on a past show. Uh, it could be the ducts, which is another reason they call vacuum in. Uh, but especially this time of year when you're trying to heat the house, uh, if you close doors in the rooms, you're not getting any air circulation. And I, 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 that's got to be a factor, too, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's funny you say that, Bill. I've heard a lot of people, they, they, airflow is very critical in a home. If you, you know, and keep that in mind, folks, that if you're, you know, certain homes you find cold or hot. Um, you know, I, I've done, been in a lot of homes where their furnaces or their basements are finished and they seal up everything. And I've seen this before where they, you know, they tape all the ductwork, they seal it all up. And the problem is, is they become so airtight that the house can't breathe. And, and moisture and otherwise gets in the home, your furnace is running. Remember, you're talking hot and cold. And what happens is it, it need, you know, water needs to evaporate and otherwise. So, um, you know, when you have doors closed, if you restrict airflow, it creates a major issue within the within the, the house, the furnace itself, um, not being able to properly circulate the airflow. So you want to make sure that your dampers are open. Those are those little uh, uh, devices inside your air ducts. If you open them, it gets that airflow out. You can still block off certain areas in the home in your house to make sure that air is pushed in other uh, other rooms, so to speak. Um, and again, air is like water. It flows in the most easiest direction. Um, but you got to let it, it's kind of funny, I say you got to let it breathe. It's air, of course, um, but it has to be able to flow properly. That's the key thing. Exactly. Anyway, lots of other stuff. And you can go to the webpage, of course, for vacuum in and uh, get some questions answered and give them a call sometime. Okay, let's get into some of the tech talk here, too, because uh, I'm always fascinated by some of these innovations that you dig up for us. Uh, and we've talked about some of the, the latest technology to come on with uh, uh, headsets, etc. But uh, what's MIT has been very busy. I've been, actually, I've been to MIT uh, just across the river from Boston, and it's, it's an incredible place uh, to just walk through the museum there and see some of the great innovations. Now they have an x-ray vision headset that they're developing there. Yeah, this is really cool, Bill. I mean, this isn't X-Men or Superman or any superhero kind of thing, but it, it works in a similar way. So what, what they've created is a headset that has x-ray vision um, that sees a box or it's really not intended to be walking around with this on your head. It's meant for warehousing or uh, where you have boxes inside an inventory in retail. And what you do is you put, it's built off of Microsoft HoloLens. It's a virtual reality helmet and it's got, it's called XAR. So x-ray with augmented reality. So it, it allows to read a, it reads a code. So think of it as the barcode, the radio signals, and it's able to then identify what's in the box and it brings up a internal vision of where and how the product is packaged so you'll be able to see like uh inside this product using radio frequency identification that uh this is a you know uh, ikea table top or you know it might be a, a box of of different parts or a, a a product that you purchase that's you know that needs to be assembled um in this is in the reason they're doing this is that you know you may look at a box that maybe hasn't been labeled properly well these x-ray goggles, I'll call them, allow for the, abil the ability to see inside the product. And at the same time, um, again, it only goes through fibers, folks. So don't be worried about somebody, you know, seeing between the, uh, between your clothes or, or by, there's no actual x-ray radiation uh, being seen by these. It, it goes through paper and can bounce waves off of it and then brings up a holographic image describing it in detail. So imagine you see all these parts in a box and then a holographic image pops up and it more or less shows it assembled. <laughs> so you'll be able to say, oh, it's a tabletop. That's what the tabletop looks like. These are the products inside the box. And maybe, you know, when you order something, you can actually look inside the box and make sure that all the parts are there instead of opening it all up and having to call it back and say, yeah, you know, there's a screw missing here. So uh, not a bad idea. It's a 10 years we've been doing this show now, almost 10. A long time. It anyway. feels, uh, yeah. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm. Years. 
yeah, I was just looking over some of the old the old things we've talked about here and the and the advantages and the, and the remarkable uh, tech expertise that we've developed over the last little while. Uh, and part of that, of course, are, are the billionaires' contribution, if I can use the term contribution here. Uh, you know, the, the Elon Musk's and the Bezos launching themselves and their friends into into super space uh, with their own rockets. And apparently, uh, they've been watching this all around the world, of course. And the University of Beijing has said. Oh, you lost a rocket. Hold my beer. Uh, they're going to launch 13,000 satellites. Yeah, 13,000. Well, what's happened is the whole satellite fight for the Internet is is on. It's it, Call it the yeah. space race or you know, back in the day. And Elon Musk made the declaration that they were going to be sending up, uh, I think, 40,000 is what Elon Musk wants to do with Starlink. Now, they're at about 3,000, Bill. Just to give an idea of how many are in the sky currently in Starlink is 3,000 satellites. Beijing has had a problem. As we know, there's a bit of a controversy over China and, well, the world. Um, and so they're very much restrictive on, obviously, the Internet and the information that's being available in their country and that, you know, Starlink and many other satellites that are going to exist are a bit of a concern. So China has basically, and I mean, let's just call it the way it is. China's got access to resources. In fact, most resources that exist, and they're going to be throwing up uh, 13,000 satellites that are going to be around the globe. And of course, there's this big, you know, the internet and otherwise is going to be a bit uh, a discussion. Um, and I think it was in the 80s with Ronald Reagan called the Star Wars. You remember that when they, yeah, they yeah. called it the Star Wars uh, issue, I think. And then during, during that time, this is a reality. It's a battle of satellites in the sky who can get up in into the air and i'm only speaking of of starlink uh beijing has the university of beijing has made the announcement through their process uh they're going to have the china satellite network company in the world um uh, probably owned by huawei or who knows who will take over that uh, and then we also uh just so everyone knows there's going to be an amazon amazon has actually announced that they're going to be throwing up thousands of satellites i don't know how many um but we're probably going to have a global option of internet available to us in the next and we're talking less than five years wow uh speaking of elon musk as we usually are on the show uh, for a variety of reasons uh and robotics let's talk about that and what's what's this about this optimist prototype that they're developing well, you know, Elon likes to kind of, you know, I, I kind of relate to Elon because he's, you know, about my age. And I, I love when he calls or names things very much relative to the 80s. So he's he's named his Android robotic uh, Optimus he, uh, from Optimus Prime. If anyone remembers the Transformers, um, he's codenamed it Optimus. And, you know, God bless Elon. He comes out ahead of everyone, but doesn't have the actual product. Well, uh, you know, good for him. And last year he made the announcement and they had a human dressed up in an Android costume when he when they came on stage. Well, it's actually been announced that there's other people out there doing this kind of thing. And the, pro the they called the product figure. Uh, that's the name of the prototype figure. Uh, it's it's from a company that's been developed by uh, developers from Boston Dynamics. They're the ones that actually built most of the robots you might have seen online. Tesla, an engineer from Tesla, Apple, and Google. These are all engineers from those major companies created an actual Android that works, functions, and walks, and it's called Figure. And and why why this is so revolutionary, Bill, is the fact that we've talked about robotics and humanoid ro robotics that can walk, 
be very much like a human. And they're talking that it's now been rolled out and it's not associated with Elon Musk. <laughs> this is actually in a, a company separated completely by major engineers of big companies. And this prototype is now being tested and they're showing that it's going to assist in the labor market. So two arms, two legs, and it's going to be able to assist in warehouses, um, general labor, in dangerous environments uh, where, you know, someone needs to go down in an area where like they're laying concrete and a human may or may not be uh, susceptible to getting hurt. So um, this exists. This exists today. So they just rolled it out. It looks like something from iRobot with uh, Will Smith. And it's got this very, very limited function. But they're claiming that this is the first start followed by the chat GDP, which we talked about, this you know automated artificial intelligence could be coming together a lot sooner and having walking robots within our environment. And, and this is practical. It's it's not just the scientific weird stuff that's going on here sometimes because uh, we've talked about labor shortages and, and that's a real problem in our economy and, and a lot of economies right around the world. Uh, and drones were in the news this week, of course, because the U.S. drone had a, a, a run-in, shall we say, with a Soviet fighter jet. Uh, but there are practical uses for drones and robots when it comes to the labor shortage, especially in the farming. Uh, who would have figured that? Well, this one is really intense, uh, Bill. In California, as we know, there's been a lot of concerns pertaining to bees. And, and you know, agricultural on all levels is, you know, our, our whole world is sub subject to if the bee population drops, we may not be able to pop uh, uh, it being able to have it pollinate and be able to create, uh, you know, products or otherwise in, in the future. Well, this is happening right now where in, in California, they have agricultural setup where uh, robotic bees and these bees, ironically they're called drones remember i think bees are actually worker drones right anyway yeah. these are tiny bees and they've been able to develop the the uh, essence of having bees have a robotic hive the bees go in they're they're generated with i don't know how pollination works bill i'm not a biologist or or you know whatever they call uh, someone perfected on bees but um you know but what they do is they they go back to the hive uh, get regenerated, charge up, and then they go out into the field and start pollinating the fields. Um, in addition to this, they had, uh, a as a test, they were identifying eight autonomous flying robots, um, in addition to the drone bees, um, that would go around and pick fruit from the trees, like such as, you know, apples and, and cherries or otherwise. Now, just to be clear, this is to assist in the labor shortage and to allow the farmers to have an autonomous operating uh, complete farm. So it could come down to 200 acres could be run by one farmer, just more or less sitting behind a control center in managing the bees, managing the, the fruit plucking uh, autonomous robots and having the uh, autonomous tractor go out and and plow the field. So uh, anyway, the point of the matter is, Bill, our food system may be okay. We have robots to save our food system. Very important. I mean, you know, it, the bees, you know, they bring the pollen back and forth, they propagate, and that's how plants grow and, 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 and you know, multiply. So uh, without them, without the bees, uh, we don't eat, <laughs> and the earth becomes a pretty barren place. So good on them for doing that. Uh, what's going on? Well, Matt, Facebook, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, Zuckerberg is still busy and in the news. You were talking a while ago, but uh, they were talking about AR glasses. Uh, do we have a time frame as to when we're actually going to see those on the market? 
This year is going to be the year that you and I will be having on Tech Talk, the discussion of augmented reality glasses. And it's been talked about in the past. We, you know, uh, Meta or Facebook has been involved with Ray-Bans. They created the design style of Ray-Ban sunglasses. And they, in you know, mentioned that they're going to be incorporated with an augmented reality system in it. Well, this year is going to be one of the push of Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg's claiming, Bill, just for a, just to be clear, um, Mark Zuckerberg is claiming that this will be, as he calls it, the iPhone moment. Um, if you don't know what the iPhone moment is, folks, that's when basically Steve Jobs came on the stage and said, ladies and gentlemen, Apple is now making a phone. It's called the iPhone. And it revolutionized, obviously, the mobile market. Well, that's what Zuckerberg's claiming, is that in the, uh, in the coming years, we're going to see the first launch this year. And then officially, by the year 2027, he's claiming that the augmented reality sunglasses are going to be a thing. And again, you know, think bigger. Don't just think of sunglasses that bring up, you know, a little holographic image. This is what their Apple's being pushed this year. Uh, to much chagrin of, of I know, uh, uh, Mr. Cook himself, uh, they are very much being pushed by investors to launch, which we've been talking about for a while. This year, we're going to see the Apple uh, uh, AR glasses come to market. We're going to see, obviously, Meta come to market. We're going to see a lot of companies bringing out this. And why this is so important is because glasses are going to become the new phone. And I think we talked about this hypothetically in the past, Bill, of where, yeah. where's the future going? Are we going to have, you know, folding phones, uh, bigger phones, smaller phones? Well, the, the future is, according to Zuckerberg, by the year 2027, you won't even hold a phone. You won't buy a physical phone. You will have a pair of uh, AR glasses, and those glasses will allow you to do everything your phone does. Your your lenses will bring up the screen. Your phone your your lenses will be able to make communications. You'll be able to make a call. You'll be able to video call from it. Um, all of this is going to be the future in the year 2027, and it's I think it's real, Bill. Because if Apple's on it, Google's uh, Google's on it. I know already, um, and uh, all the major players. That could be the new future. You'll be going to one of our major mo uh, mobility companies going, I'd like to see what size glasses you have for my new mobile device, please. <laughs> Fabulous stuff. Uh, a lot of other things I want to get into here, but we're right out of time, sadly, because we get so involved in these things. But uh, we do this every Friday. Uh, if you're a first-timer with Tech Talk, 1135 here on CHML and on CFPL. Have a great week, Adam. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Take care. And to you, too. Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.